by for action. Anything can happen in the next hour. Sit yourself down, strap yourself in, as you're going to be listening to Armitage on the Paranoid Squirrel Rock Show, where over the course of the next hour, you'll be exposed to music that you should hear on the radio, but don't.
think it was Henry Rollins who said that humans were a bunch of walking contradictions. Nail hit head. There am I over the last few weeks telling you how the more extreme parts of rock doesn't do it for me. What do I do? Play some Venom Inc. I know what you're thinking. That the lady does protest too much. I should really book a room for me. I'll call and prog and get over and done with. It must be said though. Without Venom, there wouldn't have been a US thrash scene. At the time, the band were regarded by critics as a trio of buffoons with dubious musicianship. Venom Inc. features classic-era members Mantis and Abaddon and original bassist Kronos replacement Tony Demolition Man Dolad, whereas Venom sport the aforementioned Kronos along with LaRouge and Dante. Having said all that, though, the Venom Inc. album, Eve, as you've just discovered with Evil Dead, isn't as extreme as what you might think or that I've led you to believe, even when I've listened back to Welcome to Hell and Black Metal. But at the time, they were. It's, oh, it was a bit like Motorhead when they started. They were the fastest. Then Speed Metal came along. So they became the loudest. And then May, you know, Man of War put paid to that. So they became the greatest rock and roll band that was called Motorhead. And it's always been the same. The Sweet New York Dogs were the best glam band of the early 70s. Then Hanoi Rocks and then Motley Crue took it to a whole different level. Uh, same happened to Venom. Metallica and Slayer out-Venom them. But Venom and Venom Inc. both play to their strength. Trying to match the student who is now the teacher is a surefire way to lose fans and credibility. There are exceptions, of course. Uh, Gary Newman, for one. Nine Inch Nails and Marilyn Manson plundered heavily from him, but he ends up tapping into there and expositing their fans and keeping his own yeah, well at me. The worst thing that a band can do is follow a trend and jump on a bandwagon. How many glam bands suddenly in 1991 swapped their hairspray for plaid shirts and found themselves alienating old fans with potential new fans sniggering at them behind their backs, or actually to their faces? Um, stick what you know and you, you know, it's, and what you're good at, and you you ride it out. Unless you're Richie Blackmore, from Session Man to Deep Purple, from Deep Purple to Rainbow, from Rainbow back to Deep Purple, and then from Purple to um. Renaissance folk rock in the shape and form of Blackmore's Night. Now, you've got to give the man in black credit. As a 20-year retrospective album to the moon and back has just been released to prove that his dalliance with this kind of music wasn't just a flash in the pan. To be honest, uh, even though I have been aware of Blackmore's Night, uh, and when I worked at Spineform Records, I used to use one of Richie's hats to pull out competition winners true story i never actually got round to listening to him and his wife candice well thanks to his uk press agent judith that all changed last week when she sent me the aforementioned best of cd it's pretty much what i thought it was going to sound like although i was surprised at the bonus of i surrender even with candice on vocal duties it did sound out of place overall to the moon and back is a relaxing album and depending on the season to be enjoyed either by a roaring open log fire or out in a sun-drenched meadow.
The Scaramanga Six and Dirty Subaru from their Pledge music album Chronica, and it still has a couple of weeks left to run. We can pledge for a whole manner of great, weird, and downright wonderful things. And before that, it was Blackmore's Night and Renaissance Fair. Is it just me, or does Candice sound very much like Maddie Pryor? Talking of Pledge music as I was, last Saturday saw me down at the Brook in Wallington for the Dance Moves listening party hosted by. Rich Rags and Nick Hughes from obviously Role Models. Dance Moves is the band's third album in as many years. First two being uh, The Go-To Guy and Forest Lawn, both of which you can pick up for a very reasonable price from Glunk Records. The Brook is a vegan restaurant owned and run by super producer and shush guitarist Andy Brook and his good lady wife, Thea, that also has a live area recording studio. Um, think of CBGB's without the stickers and the broken toilets and Abbey Road Studio too. Yeah, I know, a big leap, but it is. Now, the Role Models pledge is just shy of 200%, with the album launch gig at the Black Heart on the 2nd of September on the cusp of selling out, actually. <coughs> Excuse me. I think it might have done already, but please do check. The listening party was much more of an intimate affair. I could count on one hand those who attended. Myself, the squirrel, who had hot, staggered it back from the Great British Beer Festival. Richie Hudson from the Fiascos, an American guy called Rich, who had flown over from the States. I kid you not, the fact that he worked for an airline was just coincidental. Andy and Thea, obviously Rich Rags and Nick, and Nick's girlfriend. So, alright, there was nine of us. Uh, the number n- by no means was a slight on the band or the perceived quality of the album. It's just that Wallington is a South London suburb. 
which is all right for the likes of me who only lives a 20 minute car ride away but any other part of london or the rest of the country for that matter it's a bit of a mission to get to however this did work in everybody's favour. I've been to a couple of these listening playbacks before and it normally involves the band or artist looking either bored, indifferent or chatting away to their PR team ignoring what is going on around them whilst the album in question plays out with the obligatory Q&A afterwards. With a bunch of friends and drink flowing, the dance moves playback was rather a laugh. Rich and Nick, mainly Rich, held court and were jokingly goaded into telling us how each song came about. Trying to remember them, all is, you know, it's going to be impossible, and no doubt would get lost in translation. The role models are very much the loyalties, synonymous with Soho, even though none of them now live in said area, with the track Manic Street, a song about the squirrel's second home, the crowbar, seemingly the natural follow-on from the loyalties track to the death of rock and roll. The one story I do remember is for Wizard Van, where over a course of a phone call between uh, Rags and Rich Jones, Jones dared Rags to write a song about a wizard van. Half an hour later, he had one. Now you're probably wondering what a wizard van is. I could tell you, but I'd have to kill you afterwards.
tomorrow, that's Saturday the 19th of August, future and non-rock Radio UK listeners, I'll be up at the windmill in Brixton for the summer Weird Sin, where coincidentally, the fiascos will be playing. Hopefully next week, I'll be able to play you the band's new single, Seen Your Face Before, coupled with It Doesn't Matter Much, unless Eddie Trelaw has the exclusive, like he thought he had last time, <coughs> beat you. On a sad note, Nicotine Pretty, who I was really looking forward to see, have had to pull out after their drummer Paul's daughter tragically passed away on the 7th. Obviously, our thoughts are with Paul and his family at this time. Straight 
men that have been penned in as nicotine pretty's replacement at summer weird sin are the blue carpet band who as you know i've been seriously looking forward to seeing also playing tomorrow but up at the lexington are johnny moped for the launch of their new single catatonic which was released today and the first london gig for new drummer martin parrot who replaced dave burke earlier this year or was it last year? Anyway, uh, on the way up to this year's Rebellion Festival, the Mopeds recorded four tracks in session for Mark Riley on Six Music, along with one for Gideon Co. The Riley tracks were Make Trouble, Catatonic, Musical Bore, and Hard Loving Man, with Gideon Co.'s Looney, which originally was the B-side to Slimy Toad's slime single, Controversial, that was released on Toadstool Records back in 1978. If you think it sounds familiar, it might have something to do with the damned musically recycling it for Suicide. The B-side to the love song 7-inch. <laughs>
You're listening to Rock Radio UK, home of the best in rock. Turn it up.
That, of course, was The Damned and Street of Dreams from Phantasmagoria. Going back to Rebellion for a moment, Rat Scabies was up there for a Q&A session that longtime Dan fan Kevin Shepard filmed and posted in, I think, three parts on one of the Damned fan Facebook sites. It's very interesting to hear what Rat has to say about the current lineup. Some things he said... Hardcore fans, I'm sure, have been secretly thinking for years. Check it out for yourselves. As I said earlier uh, about bands playing to their strengths, a prime example is the first new album from Thunderstick for 30 years. The album in question was the fan-funded Something Wicked This Way Comes. Now, Thunderstick first came to the fore as the poster boy for the new wave of British heavy metal, having originally been part of a fledgling Iron Maiden. Thunderstick found fame and notoriety in Samson. Who would give Iron Maiden Bruce Dickinson? I first ran into him when he managed a band I was roadieing for back in 1985-86, where he was given the title of the evil Baron of Thunderstick. As a manager... He made a great drummer. Something This Way Comes obviously features Thundersticks on drums with Martin Shellard and Dave Candy on guitars, Rex Thunderbolt bass and Lucy V on vocals. And sounds, as it should, very new wave of British heavy metal. But some of the vocal harmonies remind me of classic era suites. This is Go Sleep With The Enemy, I Dare Ya. <laughs> Yeah! <laughs> 
Danny B. Harvey came onto my radar screen due to his involvement in Headcat, who also supported Slim Jim Phantom and Lemmy. Headcat are still going, with David Vincent taking on Lemmy's role. A name that I wasn't aware of was that of Annie Marie Lewis, who uh, has just teamed up with the aforementioned Danny B. Harvey for the Reckless, Wild and Crazy LP. Turns out the Lewis is from her uncle, as in Jerry Lee. The album has a shed load of covers that include the likes of uh, The Win Again that um, Jerry Lee recorded for Sun Records, Start Lonely Road, recorded by Linda Gale Lewis, um, The Rising Sun, a.k.a. The House of the Rising Sun, and Crimea River. L- Lemmy crops up, um, duetting with Annie Marie on Trying to Get to You. Yerky69 from the 69 Eyes, who plays with Danny uh, along with Glenn Burke, although original lords of the new church drummer Nicky Turner played with them in Finland, uh, and former Cramps bassist Chopper Franklin in the uh, 69 Cats, does Brenda Lee's Sweet Nothings. Uh-huh, honey. All right. My baby whispers in my ear. Secret baby, I keep them to myself. Sweet nothings, oh, sweet nothings. We walk alone hand in hand. Mm, sweet nothings, yeah, we both understand. Mm, sweet nothings. Gives me that special look. Sweet nothings. Sweet nothings.
secret, baby. I keep them to myself. Sweet nothings. Sweet nothings. Sweet nothings. Sweet nothings. So, Wednesday saw the 40th anniversary of the King's death. No, not Edward VIII. He died in 1972. But the other king, Elvis. I've never been a real Elvis fan. Of course, I appreciate and recognise the impact he had, but when I was getting into music during the first part of the 70s, a fat bloke in a white jumpsuit doing karate kicks on a Vegas stage wasn't what a young Armitage was looking for. It was around Elvis's death that I started seriously collecting albums by the Beatles. Mono, of course, back when mono versions were cheap as chips, when cheap as chips actually were cheap and not subject to VAT. So that was The Clash and 1977. And this is Kenny Kenny OO and Don't Put a Ring on It from their I Will Not Negotiate album.
Kenny, Kenny O'Hale from Leipzig in Germany. And if you want to check him out live, and you just so happen to be around the Baltic forward stroke Scandinavian region, you can, as along with uh, Warnor, the band are touring there from September the 6th until the 16th. Check their Facebook page for more details. A month or so ago, I said I was going to be playing a ton of tracks from the Clamps album, Bend, Shake, Swallow. Three weeks, my statement lasted before new and exciting releases overshadowed them. So, I better rectify this travesty by playing Dirty Little Girl. As you know, I'm a Radio 4 man. Unfortunately, this doesn't extend to my work environment. Absolute for me and my work colleagues. It could be a lot 
worse, and I mean a lot, lot worse, as others have either smooth FM or capital inflicted upon them. To be fair, my manager, given half the chance, would have had the office radio on a proper rock station, but we have a Lithuanian who we are all scared of. Anyway... Yesterday, I heard Elvis Costello's Pump It Up just before I headed off for lunch, a song that I don't own. But I have both the Wild Hearts versions. The one that appeared on the Melody Maker Cover Mount CD from April 1997 that was recorded during the Endless Nameless Sessions and the one that was released on the semi-official Anarchic Airwaves CD. Of the two... I prefer the radio session version. Well, Endless Nameless isn't my go-to Wild Hearts album for reasons that I've already banged on about. So, for your listening pleasure, here is Pump It Up, the non-distortion take. Listen 
that's it for another week. The next seven, if not eight days, seem to be a bit on the busy side for me. Weird since tomorrow. Time to kill and flash house up at Nambuka on Wednesday. Wedding anniversary Thursday, along with our daughter's GCSE results. Friday, Junkyard, Spread Eagle, Shark Island and Fiascos at the Underworld. Rush home to broadcast episode 567. And then Saturday, back to the Underworld for CJ Ramon. Happy days. Here's anti-products and good vibrations too from the Project Ohio Daring and Stupid Volume 4. Until next week, take it easy and thanks again for tuning in. Oh, she must be careful.